welcome to Songwriters Unblocked. With new episodes released weekly, the show is an in-depth exploration of the songwriting process. I interview writers from all genres and backgrounds, and we have conversations on the ins and outs of inspiration, effective storytelling, overcoming writer's block, and more. From the nuts and bolts of songwriting theory to the emotional side of putting your hopes and fears out into the world, I go deep with each one of my guests to uncover what it means to be a songwriter. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the episode. The Young Fables create music with classic storytelling weaved into traditional country roots music with pop sensibilities. East Tennessee natives Laurel Wright and Wes Lunsford are influenced by timeless treasures like Patsy Cline, Bonnie Raitt, Glenn Campbell, and Chet Atkins. The duo's unique sound has resonated with audiences around the globe as live performances have transformed into stages from which the Young Fables discuss themes and topics typically saved for the therapy couch. Hi, Laurel. Hi, Wesley. Welcome to Songwriters Unblocked. Hi. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. So the first question I ask everybody is, what was the first song you ever wrote? And now this can be independently and separately, just separately, whatever you want to say. Maybe we should do... Oh, sorry, independently and together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do in- independently because we wrote our songs independently, our first songs. Yeah, yeah, I think so. so. That makes sense. Right? You go first. I okay. got to think of mine. It's been a while. What? Okay. So the first song that I ever wrote was about my great-grandfather. He was um, he was like kind of the first person in my family that ever kind of passed away. Not kind of. Actually passed away. And I was about 10 years old and I had a lot of feelings. And I didn't know what those feelings were because they were new. So my mom, you know, sat with me on the couch and helped me write a song about it. Mine... I'm sure I was probably like, because I learned how to play guitar like 13 or 14. So it was no doubt like some angsty, uh, my feelings are hurt kind of song. And (laughs) I can't remember exactly which one, but because there was a lot of those. So I'm sure it's one of those. Right. One of those classic overdramatic teenager songs. Yeah. Yeah. Mine were always super dramatic and I was totally fine <laughs> falling to pieces <laughs> my life is a mess no it really wasn't <laughs> but you thought it was at the time yeah of course and you're something you're feeling in me valid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it was a lot of just emulating the things that I heard and the songs that I liked where you know maybe it was about heartbreak or whatever and I I just started writing like that because that's what I heard and I I think maybe later on I realized like, oh, wait, this can be about my life (laughs) in a way that I didn't realize before where uh, maybe that's a bit unusual. I think a lot of people tend to just start from their experiences, but I was like very much copying what I heard for for the first many songs that I wrote. That's really cool. If you don't mind me asking, what were you listening to at that time? Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. Um, She was... for sure, my biggest inspiration um, when I was a kid, because she, like, I played guitar, she played guitar. Um, I loved her songwriting. She was really easy to sing to. And yeah, it was, it was all Taylor Swift and, you know, all of her heartbreak songs and stuff like that were <laughs> early inspirations. However, um, you know, when I was seven I didn't have all that much heartbreak experience to go off of (laughs) that's a good thing yeah Yeah, that's a good thing yeah um so you started you know 
writing all of these songs pretty young. Um, how did you guys come together, you know, from these early songs? What was your evolution like to reaching where you are now as a duo? Well, I think it was some, so me and Laurel are from the same town, but we did not grow up together. We didn't know each other at all. And so we were talking about songwriting. So I wrote songs until I was probably about 18 or 19. And then I got really into just playing guitar. And so I played guitar and sort of didn't write songs. I just played with other people, other songwriters and sort of backed up people for years and years. And uh, that took me different places. I went to China for a while. And while I was in China, I started listening to country and started writing songs and things like that. And when I came back, I met Laurel because a friend of mine was playing with her and her guitar player at the time didn't show up to a rehearsal. And so he called me and I was like, hey, can you step in real quick? And I did. And that was the first time we played together, but it took us probably... I don't know, six months to write a song together or something, maybe more than that. Yeah, we didn't even really write music together until about like a year and a half into us yeah, playing. That's, that sounds right. Because we played together for a year. And then when I decided to move to Nashville, Wes was like, I'll come play with you. And I was like, all right, I have no money and probably will not make money, but you are more than welcome <laughs> to come play. So he did. And we didn't, yeah, we didn't even, we co we wrote songs together for like a year and then we started co-writing with other people so it was a very slow learning thing for us <laughs> and our our sort of start with just us writing was laurel would have be like hey i got this new song idea what do you think about it and so i would just tell her my opinions and if she liked them then we did them if she didn't we didn't so you know that was sort of the <laughs> beginning of our songwriting process if it's not my way it's the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm always interested to see how duos or bands or, um, you know, any sort of group with more than one person approaches the songwriting process because um, it it can go so many different directions, whether, you know, somebody brings in an idea and is like, hey, what do you think? And then maybe it changes, maybe it doesn't, or you start from the ground up together. Um, I had a band, the, the writing members of a band on the podcast a few months ago, and they were talking about how... Um, sometimes you know one of them will bring in an idea and she plays bass and it'll just be like root notes and then the band really fills in everything else so i think this process is super interesting and and everyone is so different with it um so at what point did this duo the young fables form it was probably like a year and a half in us playing together right wesley yeah probably right when we started writing stuff together yeah i think that's when we kind of felt like both of us were like, oh, this is different and cool and we enjoy each other and we write well together. And so that's when we were like, oh, let's start The Young Fables. And, ar and around the time that we started, like our actual duo is uh, whenever we started like dating. So we did everything backwards. Um, <laughs> we played together for like a way before we were interested in each other romantically. I don't know. It's just maybe maybe that's the secret. That's why we're still together like nine <laughs> years later. It is sort of opposite <laughs> of a lot of people. And yeah, totally. Or not the secret. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that kind of is the secret because you have something beyond the relationship like keeping you doing music together. Like sometimes yeah. it's just, oh, we're going to play music because we're dating. And if you started doing music, there was always that, um, that undercurrent kind of, you know, 
keeping you at least creatively intertwined. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a really big thing to have in common for both of us. Yeah. So, you know. And I think sort of that mentality even comes through our, through our songwriting, too, where it's like, you know, we always talk about how, like, our duo is not two artists who came together. It's like her voice and my guitar is the sound. And so when we write, we're not necessarily, like, trying to get our ideas across you know, without any kind of compromise, it's easy to compromise because like, I don't come from an artist background, you know, so I'm, you know, easy to, uh, I guess, work with, I guess. If Are that makes you? Sense. Are you easy to work with? <laughs> Not in life, but in, in work. <laughs> I am, I think. You, you compliment each other. Yes, where, that's what I'm you know, saying. You've got there the guitar. Go. I'm kidding. She's she was helping voice. you out. And I'm just like throwing you under the bus. It's a compliment. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Right. Compliment each other. <laughs> So you mentioned that you co-write for other people. Yes. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about that? How did you get started doing that? And what's that like for you? I mean, at first we were only writing songs because we had ideas and wanted to write songs. We were writing them for no reason, just for us to play out or try to writers round. And then it kind of like evolved into meeting other writers and then co-writing and then co-writing with other people allowed us to like come into this space where we get to meet other artists that you know, need songs for their, you know, albums and they like our songwriting. It's really not us like, you know, writing songs for other people. It's kind of just like collaborating with the right people. And that's kind of how we get to be a part of other people's, I guess, journeys, if that makes sense. And I really like doing that because it sort of gives you an outside perspective because so many times when you're writing for yourself, you're like you were saying earlier, you're writing from your experiences you know, the things that you know and all these kind of things. So it's nice to take a step back and listen to someone else's story and try and write for that. Writing for other people can feel very, um, like, experimental or exploratory and, like, there's a little less pressure on it in a way, or at least i found where um, you have somebody's story, you know, whether it's an artist, whether it's, you know, something you're doing to pitch to somebody else, there are, there are all of these, you know, specifications usually that you have to meet. And yet, um, at the same time, it feels like, well, you know, if I, you can't really get it wrong in the same way that you can for yourself or at least, Maybe that's <laughs> a little counterintuitive and doesn't quite make sense, but that's kind of been my experience where it's like, you know, as long as, the person's happy with the song like there's like your I guess hmm, here's what I'm trying to say <laughs> your like judgment of good and bad can kind of go to the side and it's really about whoever you're writing for or whoever you're writing with and it's a bit more of like a collaborative judgment process instead of just you you know in your head on your own writing totally. a, a song well you're not you're yes. not so close to it so I totally get what exactly yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, I do so what does this process of songwriting mean to both of you? I, what does it mean? I don't know. It's so strange because it can be so many different things. It can be a very personal thing, just a way to uh, get your own feelings out. So it can be a very cathartic kind of thing or not. I mean, you could be writing for commercial reasons. So it's, it's whatever you, whatever the day brings, I guess. Yeah. You know? And I think like for me, sign or songwriting means, I don't want to say 
everything, but it, Mm -hmm. I think it really has like allowed me to like express my feelings and give me an outlet that a lot of people don't, don't have, you know, like I've always had this outlet and it's not like in my adult years, it's like uh, something that I found. It's always been there. So maybe, maybe it does mean everything to me. Yeah. That's a, I never really thought of that way of thinking, but I think that's really cool because most people, like we all take it for granted. It's like our diary for other people to read, you know, and a lot of people don't have that. They don't have anyone to talk to or get it out. So they just have to think about it all the time, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Laurel, you mentioned um, a few minutes ago that your first song, your mom helped you write. Mm -hmm. So do you come from a musical family and how has that impacted you? Um, I don't really come from a musical family. Um, Mm -hmm. Neither of my parents are musical. And my sister, um, she was musical and she, her voice was very similar to mine. Um, now my grandparents, like on my mom's side, you know, they, they play around a little bit, but in terms of like really doing the music thing, not, not really. I don't really come from a musical family. It's very interesting because <laughs> it's all that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So how did your mom know to help you write the song? Was it just, um, she is a great writer. Like. Just even in like the way that she like expresses herself like through, you know, a simple note or something like I always grew up with like notes in my lunchbox or like, you know, notes around the house or before I left for school, like a sticky note on the door, whatever it was. It was just like very her intention behind the stuff that she wrote was beautiful. And I think when she knew that I needed an outlet um, that she was there to help because she was she could she could write, you know, whether it be a song or a note or a letter of cute Facebook post or whatever it was. I don't know if Facebook was around then. <laughs> That's awesome. My mom is also a writer. So really? Yeah, yeah. She never helped me write a song, but was always, I think she encouraged that side of things because she, she's writing a book now and always um, growing up was, was writing things. Um, what about you, Wesley? Did you grow up in a musical family? Uh, not I mean, my mom plays piano, um, like for her church and for fun sometimes, but, um, they both, like both my mom and dad loved music and, and a lot of different kinds of music. So I was exposed to it, uh, very early and a lot of it. So that helped. And whenever I, uh, got interested, they were all, all aboard, like got me my first guitar and everything so they they never like helped me write a song but they were always the most encouraging anyone could ever be that's awesome that's that's so great it's always you know you always want your parents support and sometimes when we choose creative fields like this it's not always there um but it's it's certainly helpful always to have that support and encouragement because I think it can can really discourage people from from pursuing you know what they really want if their parents are you know have certain opinions about it either way but um it's great to hear that you know both of you all three of us all all three of us really (laughs) yeah we all found um music without growing up around it Um, yeah so as you've, you know, you said you moved to Nashville, you've been together for nine years, correct, as a duo? Yeah, pretty much, something like that. I, lo- I lose the exact time, but I think that's right. 
<laughs> nine years is so long and that's such a um you know long time to be working with somebody and playing the music you do and releasing music um I've found in my own journey in songwriting um that there have been different eras and you know groups of years or um even months where I'm like this is this type of era, this is this type of era. I don't know. I, again, going back to Taylor Swift, she's got her eras. That's like her whole thing. <laughs> um, so if you want to speak a little bit about your eras and what it's been like, you know, over the last nine or 10 years. Hmm. I don't feel like anyone's ever asked us this question. Yeah, before. that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I guess at first it was like, I felt very like a a young kind of Laurel who just was trying to like find herself and then maybe like the Laurel that kind of found herself was like mid-20s and I feel like now after I kind of found myself I lost it really quick and now I'm like trying to find myself again so I feel like just in my own personal journey that there's been a lot of errors with me but I think my personal journey is so uh, not personal because of how much I share on social media so I feel like a big part of and the writing that we do for the young fables comes from a very like vulnerable real place. So I say my journey and my personal because it has it's a big part of the fables, I think. So it's intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like that's the great thing about doing albums is you can sort of see those snapshots in time. It may not be like exact, but it's like you listen to our first record and you know, it's fun and I mean there's some heavy things on there, but you know, it's and then you go to the second one. It's a little more uh, real or dark, I guess. And then a lot of stuff happened between the second and third, and there you can tell that on the record. And then our our new stuff is a is totally new sound too. So it's fun to go back. Uh, I don't, I don't know many artists who go back and listen to their own music all the time. <laughs> But when, we, we when, don't. Yeah. Do whenever you do <laughs> hear something, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, that that was that time period. It really reflects it. For sure. I find it's it's certainly hard to go back and listen to things mm -hmm. like, I don't know, even songs that I wrote maybe like a few months ago. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> the newest song is always the best. But right. I've I've also found that there are songs that. I can return to because there is something about them that really either encapsulated that moment perfectly or is still relevant and just continues to be relevant, like regardless of what's going on in my life. So I do have these songs that, um, are that I, that I can continue to play and, and, you know, not cringe over, <laughs> <laughs> but so you guys, have a documentary yes out. we do <laughs> it wasn't talk about that yeah sure when when we started this documentary it wasn't a documentary so right um it was like in 2017 we were sitting in our loft where we're at right now our little one room apartment literally one room it, if but if you count the bathroom it's two rooms right two rooms <laughs> two rooms <laughs> it's important two, to have that two room apartment <laughs> If you count the closets, we have a lot more rooms, right? <laughs> Anyways, we were writing a song with this um, guy named Dean Fields. He's a great singer-songwriter, and he's written songs for, like, Garth Brooks and Laurie McKenna and all kinds of cool people. And we've just made friends with him, you know, over the years. And uh, our manager, Patrick Larney, um, he he called us 
like 30 minutes before our song right with Dean and he was like, can I come in and film you guys writing a song? And that way we can make like a five minute YouTube video of your version of the songwriting process. And we thought that was a interesting idea. And we were all really nervous about it because it's it's hard enough writing a song and it's even harder when someone's like filming you, you know, at your most like vulnerable state. Anyways, um, and the song that we ended up writing that day was a song about my dad. Um, I'm a huge daddy's girl and I have one sibling. Her name's Lindy and she's a huge, huge daddy's girl too. So we thought this would be a, you know, cute, cheap, free, whatever Father's Day gift. Um, cause Father's Day was just a few months away. And, um, I always say that I think God had different plans for my life and I do know that now. And January 5th of 2018, my sister died in a car accident, um, about a mile from where we grew up. Uh, she was only 19 and it was probably one of the most, if not the most devastating day of my entire life thus far. Um, it was the, you know, the only loss I had had prior to that was my great grandfather who I like wrote my first song about. So from 10 years old to 22 years old, like I didn't have anything. And the next thing was my sister. And so it was hard. And, uh, Patrick asked us if he could keep filming, um, through, I guess this whole process. Cause you know, he was like, not only is the song about you and your dad, it's about Lindy and her dad. And maybe this is something more. And we've been working with Patrick for years. So we're very comfortable with him. And, um, we were totally down to do it. And he built this great relationship with my parents and would come back from like Nashville to East Tennessee, where we're from and, you know, spend time with them. And they felt comfortable enough to, you know, sit in front of a camera and open up about the loss of their child. So at this point, we have all of this crazy footage around the song that, um, that we wrote, like not even six months before this all happened. And so anyways, um, eight months after my sister passed away, uh, we were in the same spot again and my mom called me and told me that my dad had died. And so it was 2018 was not my year, but I learned a lot. I feel like I've grown a lot over the past few years and um, a lot of trial and error and just like depression, anxiety and all that stuff. Um, but instead of having a, a short film about songwriting we or a short video, we have a full length film about songwriting and how songs can change over time and, you know, how how to not cope with loss, but just loss and depression and just all the stuff that we all eventually go through. It's just all kind of based around the song. And then we have the entire songwriting process from be beginning to end and even my dad listening to it for the first time. So it's just, that's kind of what the film's about. I know that was sort of a long story, but it's important. So, Yeah, very important story. Thank you for sharing. Um, and I imagine that really, you know, not only did you get this really unique um, documentary out of it, something that maybe you didn't expect, certainly didn't expect going into it. But how had, how did those experiences in that year of 2018 affect your songwriting? Did it change your relationship to it in any way? I would say yes. Um, songwriting was really hard for probably the first couple of years, the first year at least, just because from the very beginning, my songwriting came from uh, a vulnerable place like it was like the only reason why I wrote a song in the first place so just to go through something like that again and just but it'd be like deeper and it you know it hit way harder it definitely changed my relationship with it and I had to learn to kind of fall in love with it again because for the longest time you know I couldn't write a song it was just it was too sad 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes there aren't like words don't do mm-hmm. the the emotion justice, and you can sit there and go through thousands of possibilities, and nothing feels like it it reaches that part of you know whatever you're feeling in that like emotion. Just, so yeah, you're yeah, so right. yeah. Like music and songwriting is is special in the sense that like there are these words, but there's also this music part that you know conveys more than what we can speak um, and understand through language. I think you know the music side is is very um, powerful in that way where it conveys things that words don't, and yet at the same time, like there are experiences and things that we go through that are can't even be reached by that and and yeah it's in my own way certainly haven't had any experience like that but there are definitely things where it's like oh I there's a song here and yet like that has to you know maybe give it time maybe it'll never come out but but I think there are some experiences that you know have that depth that maybe won't ever fully be able to be put in a song yeah yeah i agree and sometimes i feel like like with us when we did start writing again we had to write a lot of songs to get to that song you know mm-hmm. like a lot of songs about the same <laughs> yep, <that's-> idea and the <laughs> same feeling and topic just to find one that we felt uh conveyed that yeah, I was working with an artist a few months ago and her dad also um, recently passed away and um, she just kind of said, you know, oh, well, I don't want to write a- another song about this. Mm-hmm. And um, at the same time, you know, we kind of came around to like, you know, no, this is like actually a part of your experience. And if you need 500 songs to wade through all of these emotions and to get to, you know, a place where, you know, maybe it can be released in some sort of way or at least understood better. Mm -hmm. Um, I say, you know, go for it. There's no, I I do agree that there's often many, many songs that need to be written about, you know, a very intense experience um, that is all part of the process. Yeah, totally. And it's like, it's not that weird when you think about it, because think of how many songs we've all written about love or things like that and, and grief and pain and stuff like that is everyone feels that just as much, you know, so why not write a bunch of songs about that too? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There are literally billions of love songs. (laughs) We can take these, you know, and, and, so many songs about like the same person also, yeah. you know, whether it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so in love with you or you broke my heart. Right. Like people can spend years writing about the same exact heartbreak. So, um, I, I teach songwriting lessons and I always find it interesting when my students come to me and they're like, Oh, well, you know, I feel like I've said everything that I need to say about this subject. And depending on what it is, you know, I think maybe there are some experiences that can kind of be summed up really easily yeah but oftentimes i'm like there are hundreds of songs from where you're at and i think it's 
as I've grown as a songwriter, I've learned to uncover, you know, the different angles and the different ways into the same exact topic or same exact experience because they're all, it's all part of um, what we are living and being able to hone in on, okay, which side of this am I telling now and um, showing another piece of that puzzle, I think is, is a, is something that I've been able to do a lot better as I've grown as a writer. I think you're so right, especially about like the honing in. Like that's what I love about songwriting is you can look at the same picture, but maybe like if you think about it as a picture, this song is about this tiny piece of it. And the next song is the same picture, but a tiny piece somewhere else, you know, it's awesome. Or even if you're not even talking about the pieces, you can talk about like, I think you touched on this, but like the perspectives, yeah. if there's there's a different person's perspective in the song yeah. yeah or just how other people see it and I think like in my in real life that's also been helpful to realize that like just because I remember it that way or I see it that way or it happened to me and this is how I remember it it's probably not exactly how I remembered it so yeah. that's been something that I've been kind of you know in all my therapy talk yeah. um <laughs> it's it's really translated from like my songwriting to my real life you know perspective Absolutely. <laughs> and and so much of songwriting does translate and transfer into our real lives where, um, I don't know, I think like a songwriter, like in all my interactions that I have with people, it's like, oh, that's an interesting idea or that's a, um, a song concept or, you know, maybe even beyond just, you know, noticing songs in the world. It's, it's a sense of how I'm relating to people and how I'm understanding, um, my experiences. Totally. Yeah. Like we mentioned before, you've had, you know, nine, almost 10 years, um, doing what you're doing. And I'm sure there have been, you know, there have been highs, there have been lows. What has, what are some of the highlights of your career so far? whether it be, you know, maybe more on the industry side of things or just on the songwriting side, feel free to say whatever comes to mind about that. Well, we can talk about, um, our, our film since we kind of just talked yeah. about, uh, we, it's been like entered into, or we've put it in a few film festivals or, you know, see if people want it. And then won the, uh, Nat audience choice award. At yeah. The audience National choice film award. Fest. So that was really exciting and it was really rewarding to see something that was like, very painful and hard, um, potentially help someone else that could be possibly going through, hopefully not the same thing, but something similar. So that was one of my probably highlights to use, mm. to use my story and my platform for something, um, bigger. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah, that was cool. Thanks. I think like, it's hard, at least for me, I can't speak for Laurel, but you, you might feel the same way. You usually do. <laughs> well this time I won't I'll hold back okay. uh, but like when you're like we it's hard to think about the highs and lows of what you've been through because you're always focused on what's next you know it's like and that's I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing it's like I think it's a good thing yeah but it's like I don't know it's hard to I think we've done a lot of cool stuff when I think back on it you know like we were on a show called Real Country and like putting together our records and stuff was always a highlight and like our Kickstarters and things like that. But we've had two successful Kickstarters. Yeah, which to make is, records. To make, yeah, to make two records, which without, you know, I feel like that's 
two of our biggest successes because without like our community that we've kind of like built along the way, it's like there's no way we would have music for people to listen to if we didn't have support. And that makes <laughs> you really think about like, because I feel like as songwriters and even musicians, it's so easy to be like, well, no, who cares? Like I, who's listening, you know? But then when you do a Kickstarter like that and people come and support in big ways, it's like, oh, there are people who connect to this. It's like, even though we're writing about something very personal to us, other people can connect. It's crazy. That's awesome. That's so cool. And I think the one of the best feelings is seeing that people are really resonating with mm. your songs and what you're saying. And to have Kickstarters be so successful like that is is a really cool, you know, indicator of the the strength of your community that you've built because, you know, it requires giving money um, without, you know, getting a t-shirt in exchange or concert tickets or whatever it is. Um, so good for you guys. It, I think it, you know, it speaks to um, the, I think the, you know, the depth of your songwriting and how many people are relating to the stories that you're telling. So that's really cool. Thanks. So, you can say individually or together, but who has had the most impact on your songwriting? I think it would have to be individually, right? Mm -hmm. But I've been going first. <laughs> I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> uh, need a second to think about it, eh? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> my, I think my favorite songwriters are always like, I don't know. I feel it's hard for me to um, like separate the artist sometimes from the songwriter and sometimes the voices, the way they tell their story. And like people like Randy Newman. Oh my God, that's like, what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, well, then we could have just said the <laughs> okay, same Okay, together. One. We're answering <laughs> collectively. Randy Newman. <laughs> like Randy is such a great songwriter and and like people like him and I love Tom Waits and they are these very distinctive voices, but it's funny. Our friend Dean, who we the we were talking about with the film, he wrote "Daddy's Girl" with us and a bunch of other songs with us. I remember the first time we met, we were talking about this exact topic, like who do you like as songwriters, and he goes, "I like Tom Waits because if anyone else sang his song, it would be your favorite song." But a lot of people can't get past his voice, you know. So it's like these people who, and they're so great at like writing outside of their own experiences and boxes and have characters and things like that. It's awesome. I mean, I was going to say Randy Newman just because I feel like he writes. I love, um, there's some of his stuff that is a little too uncomfy for me, but <laughs> I really love that he writes about the uncomfortable things because I also enjoy writing about the uncomfortable things. We have a song called She Was Mine and it's about losing my sister and just like I come from like a very like, you know, faith-based background. And of course it's like ebbed and flowed over the years, but at the end of the day, it's like, that's the one thing that keeps me going is my faith. And so we wrote a song about, you know, basically questioning your faith and like asking all the uncomfortable questions. And I feel like that was subconsciously, I, this is like the first time I've thought about it, but a Randy Newman type of thing. Like he, without that type of songwriting, it's like, would I have written that song, you know, or would I have been too scared? So just having somebody kind of like pave the way for you that is such a, you know, successful, you know, human is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And 
it's also awesome how you have similar and yet also different influences, <laughs> even that, you know, you write together. So it makes sense that you would have similar um people and and inspirations to pull from yet um get different things out of it so um i love hearing more so than who people choose why they choose them Mm -hmm. because i've heard you know on on this podcast and just in my life like multiple artists continue to come up like over and over again but everyone has a different why Mm -hmm. and everyone draws something different from these artists so and writers really um so it's it's always cool on my end to to see why people are inspired by the people that they're inspired by and um on my end i think it's i've had so many different eras of of influences but there are always these people who you know i i'll go back to over and over again for different reasons and something else that i think is is really cool about songwriting is you know we can pull so directly from other people and it will continue to be different every single time like i could try my hardest to write a taylor swift song or a randy newman song and it will always have my mark on it mm-hmm. regardless of you know how um intentionally i I try to copy these these people, so we're we're just like a mosaic of of all of our different life experiences, and that totally shows in in all of our songs. It's funny. This is like way off topic, uh, but on mm-hmm. topic at the same time. I was talking to my brother the other day, and he was showing me this. They have these AIs that will make songs, and it's like, well, what's the difference eventually uh, between like a songwriter and AI or whatever? And that's what we came up with. It's like you can't recreate the things that you have taken in, you know, like you can't think about, like you can't, if you were able to put data into the AI to write a song, you wouldn't be able to remember everything that you've taken in. And those are the things that make the songs great. You know? Yeah, totally. I agree with that. Absolutely. AI is such an interesting Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) Um, some people are very against it. Some people are very for it. I don't want to be like so anti-technology, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just so unsure about that whole path of things because it's like, you know, art and creativity is um, the way that like we as human beings express ourselves and, you know, process our experiences and, and also experience through the songs as well. Um, or art or whatever you're creating and to and perhaps I think the best version of this new technology is that AI just lives beside all of this and it doesn't take over yes that's that's how I like to that's how I hope it goes (laughs) I I think that's it I mean that's because people always find a way to use the technology to make their art and it was funny, mm-hmm. like we were listening to uh, Charlie Warsham the other day, and he's talking about the instruments he plays and stuff like that. And he's like, it doesn't matter the instrument you play. You could be acoustic guitar. It could be electric guitar. It could be garage band. That's your instrument. You know, I was like, dude, that's very deep. Yeah. <laughs> it's very deep. So what's on the horizon for you? Well, we're touring a lot. <laughs> well... <laughs> We have a lot of, we're working on a lot of new songs. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, we're kind of doing like a 
a little bit of a small rebrand and just kind of releasing some new stuff that we've been that we've been working on these past few months. So that's I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. It's it's a a different take than what we've done in the past, which is fun to do. Yeah. It's a new era. It's a new era. Yeah, it's the new era. A new era. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm excited. 2023. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm certainly excited to hear that and see where this new era brings you. Where can people connect with you, listen to your music, watch your documentary? Uh, Everything at theyoungfables.com. And if you guys, the documentary is not like out, out yet. Still doing the film festival thing. But if anybody's interested in watching it, can always just send us a message, a, 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 a message on a social media or something. It's me. So cool. Well, I'd certainly love to watch it. So send, I'll send it, it over. Yeah, send it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I would, I would love to to see it. Um, well, fantastic. Thank you guys so much for joining me today on the show. You had so many wonderful things to say, and I am. Positive that people listening to this will will come away with some new perspective and insight. Is there any last things you want to leave people with? Maybe some advice for songwriters. Oof. Um, just this is so cliche, but I would say just stay true to who you are and what you want to write about. At the end of the day, you know, you can venture out, but just remember why you started to do it in the first place. Yeah, and I think like for me, especially since there were many years where I didn't write. It's like it is a muscle. You have to work it. Like even if you don't want to write, maybe just write a little bit. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank Thanks you for, for having, having us. us. What a deep conversation with Laurel and Les. We talked about writing through grief and how sometimes we need to write the same song over and over again to sort through emotions. Writing songs about uncomfortable topics and the potential for AI in songwriting, along with so much more. So if you like these ideas, follow the podcast on Instagram at songwriters underscore and blog and let's chat about this episode. Also head over to Spotify to listen to The Young Fables and DM Laurel on Instagram to watch their documentary. This is Songwriters Unblocked. Thanks for listening.